Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business, and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Forbes Factor. If you hear the sound of my voice, you're in a good place for the next hour. We are radio all over the world, but we're also now feeding out to over 1.7 million fans on Facebook Live, and I am thrilled about that. I love taking questions. I've got the most diverse audience that you've ever imagined, and why are they here? Because I'm a bit of a disruptor. I am working very hard on a regular basis to get people to communicate better. This is something that I find a lot of people don't do. They don't know how to speak. And here's a couple of clues. Now, you can certainly come to one of my classes. I do a, an amazing two-hour Pitch Secrets Masterclass every Sunday at 5 p.m. You simply go to www.pitchsecretsmasterclass.com or find me on Facebook. And what I'm noticing is a huge, is its own epidemic is how poorly people communicate to each other. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. When you listen to somebody talk and you ask them a question, how often do you hear the phrase, I don't know? Well, you got to do this, I don't know. Do you know that phrase is the most overused lack of communication that I've ever experienced? Only second to none to the phrase, you know. Yeah, these people go, oh, you know this. No, there's no such thing as, you know. I and I say this to people just to mess with them all the time. I don't know. I don't know your life experience. I don't know what you're saying. I don't even know why you're saying things that you're talking about. What I do know is that when you speak, you should have a purpose or go hang out with your girlfriends, right? Hey, Mr. Gunter and Lunice, I love talking to you guys. So let's actually do a little bit of my pitch class. First up, the question is, what do you do? And actually, all of my fans on Facebook, I have a lot of people right now watching on several different platforms. And the question is, what do you do? So the guys back home in Arizona who produce my show are going, well, I'm an engineer. I produce Forbes' radio show. I, Well, let me tell you something. When you meet somebody and you have that opportunity where somebody asks you that question, what do you do? Here's my first piece of advice. Don't answer it. Because they actually don't care what you do. Right, Bernie? Barry and Marcy, they don't care what you do. They care, and listen to this very carefully, what you can do for them. Well, think about this. Why are you talking to anybody? You want to engage in a conversation. You want to exchange money. You want to exchange products. You're prospecting. You're dating. Whatever it is, it's all about us whenever we communicate with somebody. So what if you took a moment, and instead of hearing and answering the question, what do you do? Because here's what people say to me. I'm an entrepreneur. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. That means you're like a risk taker. I don't know what business you're in. I'm an author. Congratulations. It doesn't say anything. Now, listen very carefully when I say this. Instead of saying I'm an entrepreneur, Forbes, you know, as somebody who spent 30 years in the veterinary industry, I have now ventured forth to open my own courses on how to train your pets well. Wow, that's so much more interesting. Or I wrote a book, okay? Or I've been trading stock options most of my life, and I can make somebody 50 times their money. I've just completed a book about this. Would you like a copy? Do you hear that? If you hear that, please do me a favor and say yes. I think it's very, very important. Now, Brian German says, I'm a professional race car driver. 
Well, I'll tell you what, what's even more exciting than that is what can you do for me? And you know, Forbes, as a professional race car driver, I specialize in understanding how to be the best behind the wheel. I now have a course where I show regular people how to truly drive their car and get the most out of it. Brian, we just made you a course. And the truth is the way I drive, you probably should give me that because I love to speed. But you know, I heard little tips that when you take a speed turn, you should actually take your foot off the pedal and then step on to go into the turn. Brian, I have to tell you, there's probably a lot of money that you could make and a lot of lives you could save if you took some time and made a course on how to race car drive on regular streets. So that part of the communication is actually very, very important. And I can see you, Matthias and Marcy and Michael. I actually can see all of you guys. I can't see your faces, which is frustrating. Maybe you'll send me some photos on my page. There is a great responsibility when you've got almost 2 million people following you to provide great content, to be interactive. And I don't have somebody who handles my social media. I truly believe that communication is between you and I. Funny that you asked that question, Lunice. Why do you say that? So if I said to Miss Lunice, what do you do? Please type in right now, what do you do? The second thing is, people like to laundry list you. I, this, we just did this on a training last week. I asked a woman what she does. And she went on and said, oh, I'm a mother of three and my child's autistic and I've written a book and I'm an author and I wouldn't. I'm like, do I really care about all that? And be really honest. What I really care is how could I help this woman? I have platforms. I have courses. I have all kinds of connections. Can I leverage somebody that I know to help you? But if you don't tell me or anyone else talking to me what you do, how does the conversation go any further? And so I'm saddened by the fact that you guys can't answer that first question. The second question is, what do you do? How do you make money? And how can you make more of it? Well, when I ask people this funny question about what do you want, I completely just, I just say, what do you want? And you guys can all chime in as well. It's kind of a fun exercise. There's a couple of hundred of you watching on several different platforms right now. What do you want? So here's the answers that I get when I ask people what do they want. The first one that saddens me is that some people, have never really been asked in their life what they want. They were told by their parents what to do. They went to school. They were told this. They think life is that. And no one ever really asked them or cared about them enough to say, hey, what do you want? But when I ask most entrepreneurs, they will say things like, I want financial freedom. Okay, great for you. You know what financial freedom is? That is you in a cardboard box living under a bridge. You're totally financially free. There's no cell phone bill. There's no water bill, no light bill. You're financially free. That isn't what you want. No, no, no. What you want is you want a, a passive income that pays you $10,000 a month. I want to be able to live off enough interest in my bank account that I don't have to work again. But when you ask for things like financial freedom, you don't get much of anything because I can't understand what it is you said. And not only me. But what if there were little angels listening to you? What if this concept of manifesting what you want is real? Well, it must be because I've tapped into it so many times in my life that I've had an amazing life. And you know why? I wanted it. Now, I didn't start out this way, guys. I started out as an ugly, awkward, goofy little kid who had a broken nose and frizzy hair and I was overweight. And I only knew about the world through television and through movies. Isn't that crazy? Because I lived in a very small house and my dad spent three years in the hospital. I didn't really know much about life outside of my small town. 
but I had a window to the world like you do right now on social media. You can look up anybody. You can see how much money. This is crazy. Type in net worth or weight. It'll tell you literally how much everybody weighs and how much they're worth. You have access to so much information. So I'm going to ask all of you guys, you're right there. I see Michael and Teresa. What do you want? What do you want? And it's a lot like Grubhub. Grubhub for a lot of us is a service where you can just pick up the phone and they'll say, hey, what do you want to eat? Or what do you want? And you'll go, wow, what do I want to eat? I'm hungry. I want food. If you say food to them, what happens? They're like, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm hungry. I want food. That's like you saying, I want financial freedom. Well, okay, could you be a little more specific? Well, I think I want a hamburger. No, no, maybe I want Chinese. Uh, maybe I want... And they hang up on you at some point because they can't. They don't know what to deliver. What if you approach the universe like that right now? What if you said, what do you want? Hey, it's Grandpa, what do you want, ma'am? Um, I would like a Caesar salad, extra chicken, croutons on the side. Do you know what shows up at your door 15 minutes later? Caesar salad, extra chicken, croutons on the side. It's the craziest thing. And you have to go, well, how did they know? Because you told them. You told them. So my advice would be to kind of stop mindless conversations. Stop trying to solve the world's problems. Michael writes, I buy what I want when I want. No, Michael, we're not talking about financial things. We're not talking about what kind of car. Yeah, that'd be nice if you want a certain kind of car. But beyond that, what do you want? And by the way, if you cannot afford the car of your dreams, take a picture of it and put it on a vision board. And I will tell you some funny things will happen. Guys, if you could raise your hand too. Tell me if you have a vision board. You're, I spent a lot of time understanding the human brain. I had to. I'm an actress. And one of the crazy things as an actress is that you have to memorize scripts, really long scripts. And one day, I was given a play by the amazing comedian Lily Tomlin. And in that play, I played all 15 characters. Really? Wow. I had to memorize all of this. Like, the process of that got me to really understand how the human brain compartmentalizes things and how it gets organized. Now, Michael writes, I have everything I want. Not true. That's the crazy thing, Michael. I'm not talking material, necessarily. But what about even spiritual? So you know what I want? I was involved in a relationship at one point in my life where the person I was involved with was very, not very nice to me, would say mean things. And so at one point I said, you know what I want? I want to wake up every morning next to somebody who just treasures me, who thinks that the world begins and ends with me. Michael writes, I have a good, good family, good marriage, I have a great life. Well, Michael, actually, tell us, what do you do? I, I love the fact that I've got someone on the, on, the, on the list here who's having an amazing life. I will tell you that not a lot of people do. And it's because they just learn to settle. And when you settle, you get leftovers because there's people on the planet who are really going after what they want. And maybe one of the things that you want is to help other people. Um, I hear that a lot. I think that's a beautiful thing. Be specific about that. You know, one of the things when I finally figured out what I wanted, Michael, and this is going to be directly to you, I wanted every day for someone to tell me that I inspired them. Is that a good want? Yeah, it really is. It was the most amazing thing I'd ever come up with because it means that I had to work really hard to jump on calls like this, to bring on great guests, to take time and teach people and coach them. And be available because I wanted you, whoever you are. And Lunice, you really haven't actually said what you want. Take this moment. You'd be surprised. I'm a very well-connected person who can't use all the things that I have. 
if I can help people, somebody said to me the other day, they wanted to get to a certain person, like that was their big dream. And you know what I did for them? And I don't do this for everyone, but I picked up the phone and called that person. I know that person. Now, there's a couple of people that I would like to meet. If you have a personal connection to Oprah, I would like to spin Jim with Oprah. Now, I haven't done that yet. Where's my little spin Jim? It's around here somewhere. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There it is. I've got a green spin Jim right here. I want to spin Jim with Oprah. Now, here's a funny thing. If you guys know what a green screen is, can you guys see this on Facebook? How my spin Jim will actually disappear because it is, in fact, a green one. That's kind of cool. So now we see through spin Jim. But I want to do my fitness product with that woman. I love her story. I love her courage. And I've yet to meet her. And today, do not seem to understand my access to her. But if I wanted enough, now Michael did chime in. He says, I own, a I own a studio business that in five years has done $450 million in sales. Well, so Michael, you know what I want? I want to be on your Christmas list. <laughs> All right. I think that's awesome. Congratulations. Michael, that's, ex ex that's amazing. So my question then is probably what you want is you want great clients in your studio. You want to know that you're responsible for awesome music. You want, and it's funny, you actually want these things whether you're not conscious of them. But you, my friend, are financially successful, and we should all just take a moment and applaud you. Here's what I want from you. I want you to share a little bit with people who don't understand how to make that kind of money, maybe how you did it. That's one of the things that I'm asking for. Um, because, Michael, too many people in the world will never experience the kind of freedom that money has bought you, right? And thank you, Adele, for my hair. I appreciate that. It's been an... It's, Welcome to Gas Life Without Hairdressers. It's an interesting time. Here's a crazy, funny thing I bet you guys didn't realize you can do. You can actually predict what someone else will say. And maybe Michael has this. I want, okay, so Marcy writes, I want to be courageous. I love this. Marcy, you have to go one step deeper. What does it mean to be courageous for you? You know, when I was 20 years old, I wanted to be courageous too. And here's how it happened. I watched the movie The Wizard of Oz. And in that movie, there were four characters who also wanted something. One wanted a heart, one wanted a brain, one just like you wanted courage, and the other wanted to go home, right? Now, here's what's interesting about that. They believed, and this is where I talk about limiting beliefs all the time, they believed that some mystical wizard, that they were willing to go through treacherous obstacles to get to could give them a heart, a brain, courage, and to go home. And they went on this journey, which makes a great story. When they got there, they finally get before the great wizard. And what happens? Well, the first thing is they discover the great wizard isn't a wizard at all. He's a guy behind a curtain with a big projector and it's all a fake. Well, if it's all a fake, then what happens? Who do they go to for the heart, the brain, the courage, and to go home? Well, the funny thing is this guy behind the curtain turned out to be quite smart. And he simply said, you don't need someone to give that to you. You had it all along. And I will tell you, I saw that movie when I was very little. And all I needed was that. And then I just went. I never stopped to ask, where do I get courage? I just went. I was 20 years old. I graduated college a year early. I was way too young to be out in the world on my own. And I found a book called Europe on $20 a day. Here's what I wanted. I wanted to see Europe. And I remember saying I wanted to see Europe before I became so famous that the paparazzi would so bother me that I have to go now, which my mother thought was silly. And I found a book called Europe on $20 a day. 
I made a map of all of Europe. I started in England, went down France, a little bit of Spain, south of France, over to Italy. I didn't know you could jump on a boat and go to Greece. And then I did all the, all the Eastern countries. Guys, here's the thing. I also didn't have any money. I had $2,000 from a movie I just finished starring in. I actually forged my URL pass three times. That was the days when you could do those things. Don't, don't want to tell. Because I didn't want to go home. I wanted to keep going. And I found ways to do that. I slept in caves. I slept outside a train station. I did all kinds of things. Because, and I ate a lot of bread and cheese because I wanted to see these monuments and experience life and take pictures. And I also wanted to be James Bond. I know you guys think this is crazy, right? But those are wants that have allowed me to scuba dive and snow ski and play in Monaco and do things because that's what I wanted. And the funny thing is money doesn't always get you all the things. So Marcy writes, it means not being afraid of making or having money. Well, that's part of it. I've been very creative with and without money. That's not the big differential. Although Michael's got $450 million studio. So maybe what you want to do is you want to meet Michael. <laughs> and I know that sounds funny, but if you say those things, the question for you, Forbes, is what do you really, really want? Oh, Michael, I love that. What I really, really want is, number one, I want Forbes Riley to be so well-known as a name and a brand that you never have to ask for my bio again. Think about that. You just say Oprah. You don't have to say anything else, right? That's the first thing I want. That means that I've made a global impact. That means my message is aligned with my mission. That means I've helped millions of people. So, so far I've sold two million of these and I've grossed a little over two and a half billion. So I'm on my way to that. But people still ask me for my bio, which means I'm not quite there yet. I want a best-selling book, New York Times best-selling book. I'm not gonna tell you the title because it's sitting right here. That's what I want. I want to continue to live the most beautiful life with my handsome man, Joshua, who was in a very bad motorcycle accident on January 2nd. I want, I'm going to go to a commercial break in a second. I want my man to find himself again. It's been very challenging because careful what you got, it doesn't stay. I want my children to go off to college. I want them to continue to love me. Uh, my daughter is like, I'm 18, mom, and I'm out of here. Well, speaking of out of here, my commercial break is coming up, though I don't leave Facebook, so don't go away. And coming up next is Shani, my first guest, uh, you're listening to The Forbes Factor. I'm going to expect you right back here in about two minutes. Don't go away. sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you hate going to the gym but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. 
Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel the voice america live events channel is here now to showcase your corporate individual or organization's live event visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more whether it's a multi-day conference special speaker or single day event we've got everything to make your event a success we can do a few hours or a few days for more information about taking your event to the next level call jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. All right, so we were just having the most amazing conversation offline. If you guys, number one, I love that you listen on Voice America. We are heard all around the world. We have the best um, radio platform. I love my producers out in Arizona. We work very, very hard. And then they magically turn this into a podcast that lives on iTunes and Spotify and Pandora, and we're all over the world. We're about 200 episodes in, which I'm very excited about. Um, so that is Pretty darn cool, but we're also live on Facebook and Instagram. And, oh, Instagram is telling me I can't post. Oh, that's very funny. I'm actually working, you guys, to post um, one of my links. Here's a link for you. But I was talking right before I got so rudely interrupted by a commercial, just kidding, that I now, I've been teaching something for the last 18 years, and it started in my living room. When I was in my 30s, I found myself in a seminar. And I will share with you that I've hung out with a lot of Olympic athletes, and billionaires, and most of them have one thing in common, especially the athletes. They all have a coach. They all have somebody in their life who looks at their life differently than the person living the life. We call it the coffee in the cup. You can't, when you're in the coffee in the cup, you cannot see what it says on the outside. It could say Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or mom's favorite brew. You just can't see it. And if you can't see it, you actually don't see the entire game. So, for example, we were talking here that Michael has no fear of money, has $450 million in the bank, and I reckon to say that Marcy says having a fear of it, it's funny, Marcy, this is so interesting, she has a fear of having a fear of reactions of people to having it. I would then ask some questions, because Marcy, my first question to you is, can you imagine living life without that fear? It would be a much more spectacular life. I teach a class, and you guys have to write this down, called Forbespiration.com, it's hard to spell over radio but Forbes Spiration, or just reach out to me on social media. And it is a two-day way to break through 
limiting beliefs in a way that they never come back. Yeah. I've, I, my daughter said this yesterday. She said, you know, mom, everyone online seems to talk about transforming lives. Have they done this? You really have done that. I take people to such a different place that they actually don't look the same. They look lighter. They look freer. They look completely different because the truth is you don't have a fear of money. I'll bet your parents do. I'll bet your friends did. And somehow that got integrated into the fiber of who you are. And it's not even a real fear. So Janet writes, a fear of not having enough to pay bills or spending it on things that I want instead of what I need. Why is that a fear? If you give any energy to the word having it be a fear, my thought to you is that you're not having as much fun as you want with life. My 17-year-old daughter and I, we started a company five weeks ago. Do you know in the first week of business, we generated $25,000? I know. We didn't have that the week before. I will show you how that works. And we did it with a $19 training. Oh my gosh. The two of us looked at each other and thought, what did we just do? How did we do this? What we did was we implemented all the things that I've been learning that I've actually spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on and never did. But because people are at home, because people are now, like you guys, are watching the computer screen way more than you ever have, it is a golden opportunity. You know, I did this before, once before, in the infomercial world. Guys, I grossed two and a half billion Dollars. We had infomercials that grossed a million, hundred million dollars. Now, let's be really clear. You don't get to keep all of that money. Some of it goes for your taxes, but all of that goes to your promotion, your buying ads, or whatever it happens to do. But I will tell you, when you generate that, enough falls off that you live very nicely. So I've got Lumi saying, I held my back, myself back. Guys, you got to knock this shit off. And I'm going to say that because I don't want you to hold yourself back. The class that I do, I'm doing it now once a month. There's only 12 people in it. And it's very, very inexpensive. Why do you do that? You know why? Because I can. Let me say that one more time. I grew up as a very lonely, awkward, goofy little kid who didn't have any of these things. And my dad got hurt and ended up in the hospital. I spent a lot of time in his hospital room. And crazy thing, I was in a very small town and there was only one really big house in my town. And you couldn't really see it because it was surrounded by those big cypress trees. But I always would drive by. It was right by my orthodontic office. My dad's hospital room overlooked this mansion. And almost every night, I found myself looking down there. It had a giant circular driveway. It was made of red brick with two giant chimneys. Guys, this is like a 50-year-old memory. I'm still obsessed with it. And I used to think about, wow, what are the people in that? What are the kids in that house? What, what's Christmas like for them? Do they have, like give out full candy bars for Halloween? I mean, I was really obsessed to the point that when I went to New York City, I ended up becoming a social secretary for a billionaire. Because I wanted to see what the inside of the house looked like. And my most embarrassing moment, or one of them, there were a lot, was I was in the car with Mrs. Grace, and one day she says, you need to go get Louis Vuitton out of the trunk. And I turned to her and I said, who's in the trunk? And she looked at me and said, oh, you'll learn. I said, you know what? I will. So if you guys want breakthrough, and by the way, Sherry Schumann is one of my students who has broken through. And Christian and all the other people, thank you so much for uh, all these wonderful comments. My advice to you right now is if you want to, go to PitchSecretsMasterclass.com. That's a $19 class. Come meet me on Sunday. And from there, I will show you all the things that I actually teach and can really implement in your life, and it's a whopping $19. That sounds like a good start. Everybody say yes. I need five yeses, then I'll introduce my, my guests. Come on, I've got one. I need five yeses. By the way, Ms. Sherry Schumann has not only broken through her life, she's now in my camera training, and we were having a blast. If you guys want on Facebook, Please go to Forbes Riley's Inner Circle, no fee, yeah. 
So Marcy says, I'm absolutely not having much fun in life, seeing many people change for the worse. Marcy, I need to give you a virtual hug. I actually don't even necessarily believe in social distancing hugs. I'll take your temperature first. <laughs> Here's the thing, Marcy, you got to knock that off. And Michael, I do love you. I think the breakthrough URL is a little hard to explain. Um, it is called Forbespiration.com. If one of you would write it, it's Forbes, F-O-R-B-E-S, like my name, and then P-I-R-A-T-I-O-N, Puration. I don't know what a Puration is. I didn't make that one now. I'm realizing I have to go change it to be just F. But you guys can see me. Just private message me, guys. Don't worry about anything. Imagine, just for a second before I bring my guest on, life is challenging for a lot of people right now. But it's always been challenging. You know, when I was in the hospital with a kidney stone and almost died from being septic, I kind of made a little deal with whoever was listening. And I said, gosh, if you can get me out of this, if I can stop being in this much pain and I can survive, I'm going to dedicate a great portion of what I do to helping other people in any way that I can. That's what I'm doing on the show. That's what I'm doing through my work, through my teaching. I make it very affordable because I don't want you, like I was this broke little kid. I had a broke mentality. My mentality was always, oh, I can't afford that. You know what the shame of that was? I miss things that I couldn't afford to miss. And that's what you miss out on. Money is energy. Pick your hand up and get some. I teach you in my classes how to make $500 anytime you want. One more time. I teach you in my class to make $500. And I will show you how my students have done that over and over again. Because to me, a world without fear, a world where it's joyous and happy, and everybody sounds as freaking adorable as Michael does, Eunice is like, yes, and Barry is yes. This is the world that I want to live. So with that, no further ado, I've got a woman who helps companies and corporations operate better. We're going to find out her secret tips and tricks. A big round of applause for Ms. Shani Magoski. Hey, Ms. Shani, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me, Forbes. You know what? I appreciate that. I, I love Carly and the guys back in the New York office who helped me put some amazing guests on my docket, and you are one of them. All right, so tell everybody what you do. And just keep in mind, even though you can see yourselves on Facebook, we are only voice on radio. Okay. So, what is it that you do, my girl? Okay. So my business is called The Leader Shift Project. Informal, the informal tagline is that I help people and organizations get their shift together. <laughs> right? You're walking a fine line, aren't you? Oh, um, I like if it's not irreverent, I don't want to be part of it. So, I adore you right now. Okay. okay. Right. If, we were, if I were blonde, we'd be sisters. And so, so he, and here's the thing with the word shift. It's such an umbrella term for what leaders need to be effective in this day and age. It's it's because everything's shifting, right? I mean, yeah. it, with technology and pandemics and right, we never know what's going to fly in our direction today or tomorrow. And so we've always got to be prepared to pivot or shift. And that might be shifting our strategy, shifting our team, shifting our mindset, which is what you have just been talking about uh, before I joined you, people shifting their mindset towards money, shifting their mindset from fear to abundance, right? I work with leaders and teams to do that same thing because people are people and they, ha they have the same hangups and the same shit going on for them, whether it's their own life or if it's their professional life. Wow. Now, how did you come to this business? What did you do before? I was an investment banker at Goldman Sachs for many years. I worked in Ooh, three different yeah. divisions with lots of different companies, and I learned a ton about 
what made a company great and what made a company not so great. Okay, so wait, so let's, stop, let's stop there. A couple of things right away. Number one, you're a beautiful blonde woman. How did you fare in the male-dominated world of Goldman Sachs? I actually fared very well because I have thick skin. I'm not afraid to stand up for myself and to take my seat at the table. And I joined Goldman in the early 90s, way before the advice about lean in or any of that kind of thing. I, 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 I you know, I, your, your story touched me in terms of your childhood because I was the same way. I grew up, my parents were teachers, not high income earners. I had everything I needed, but certainly not everything I wanted. And so I had to work tooth and nail to get everything to, to afford shit. And so I, you know, college scholarship and I made straight A's and I worked and I was a cheerleader and I was a student leader and, and, and then I got a, a job working on Wall Street and that was after people didn't want to hire me because I went to the University of Miami, oh. now is a, a world-renowned school, but back then, it's like, wait, that's not an Ivy League, or, or it's not Duke, right? Right, and totally got it. Right, so let me ask you a really crazy question. What's your first memory in life? Oh, my gosh. My first memory in life is making snow angels in the schoolyard when I was a toddler. Okay, question for you. What does, no, I, this is great, and everybody in my world knows. What decision did you make about life based on that moment? Oh, adventure and looking up to, like, the largeness of the, of the world. Bingo. Okay, my beautiful girl, very rarely do I get someone whose first decision is that positive, but it's why you're successful. I bet if I ask Michael at also his first memory, that is how you've operated your entire life, haven't it, isn't it? Yes, I've, I've always worked hard, dreamed big, and, 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 and worked on mindset. It, it really is one of the things because it's not just do it. You have to do it the right way with the right attitude, right? I mean, the cliche about it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Well, but actually, I'm going to back up for a second. Is this is the work that I've uncovered that I've dedicated a good portion of my time to. One of the reasons you have this attitude is your decision about life, your hard drive, is wired to be a snow angel to dream big and look up. So now you take somebody whose first memory is seeing their mom beat the crap out of their, their dad beat the crap out of their mom. Their decision is life is scary and you should remain small. You've met a lot of these people and you go, well, why, why can't you just shift your mindset? What we do in Breakthrough is we literally get back to that moment and we shift the moment so that your hard drive actually gets a little rewired. We recall, yes. we rewire, and we reboot because you, I can no longer work with people whose wiring is faulty, and it only takes one little decision. Well, then you say, no, folks, I have a great first memory. Then I'll tell you what, between 7 and 12, somebody hurt you. Do you know that I am now dealing with people, men and women, who between the age of about, well, actually, I'm going to say three to whatever, have been molested, have been hurt, have been violated, have been made to think they're not enough. And yep. Marcy, I'm going to tell you, without calling out some of the people who are watching me, the reason you have a fear is because it got instilled into your hard drive like some little virus program a long time ago, and it's playing havoc with you because you know that a fear of money isn't even real, but you can't not do it. What if you could go back to that moment and shift it? And that is the work that I'm doing, and it takes one time. If I were ballsy enough, like you just said, a disruptor, I would write the book. Secrets therapists don't want you to know. Freud and Young had their head up their ass, get off the couch, and into your life. If I can fix you in 20 minutes versus two years of therapy 
and you're happier. And I've got a lot of my students jumping on going, oh my gosh, we've done this. Do you yeah. know how we shift this? You actually look different. I'm so excited, Channing, about you right now because you are one of the lucky few who can go back to that memory and use that as a springboard. I'm listening to your attitude. You're like, of course you were successful. You would be successful in anything that you set out to do. Doesn't mean you don't have obstacles, but you've got an amazing attitude, yes? Absolutely. Well, thank you. And I, I am lucky. I grew up with two loving parents, and like I said, had everything I needed, if not everything I wanted. I have had adversity, though. Of course. And, you know, for example, my, my first, I call him my first husband, but we actually never got married. He was my boyfriend in my 20s. We were engaged and living together. The only reason we didn't get married was he was a surgery resident at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York. I was an investment banker at Goldman who had the time to do something like get married, right? We're working 90, 100 hour plus weeks. And then at age 27, he was diagnosed out of the blue with stage four colon cancer. And he died seven months later in our apartment after I took some time off from work to be his primary caregiver. And the lessons that I learned from that have never left me. In fact, I think they get deeper the older that I get, and I'm able to apply the learning from that. And, you know, you know, one of the things you asked me before we got on was, you know, what do you want to talk about today? And I said, you know, team dynamics and because there's, you know, there's so much angst out there, right? In, in teams, you know, COVID working from home, are we going back to the office? Is it going to be safe? Am I going to offend some a person of color, right? In, in, in this era right now, like there's so much anxiety and People are afraid to have difficult conversations. Like you were talking about hey, I've, got, I've got 30 seconds. Hang on. I'm going to share with you the reason that you are in my life and in everybody's life who's listening today is because you are an example of life happens for you, not to you. You and I have a relationship with death firsthand. I raised a child who was murdered. I get it. I will tell you, if you had a relationship with all of this, COVID is just another hill in the road of life. Yes. Whereas people are devastated because maybe they've not had somebody die that they love. Isn't that interesting that that would inform you and allow you to move on? I got to jump to a quick commercial break. We're not leaving Facebook here. The crowd just got very, very busy and they're very keyed into you, Shani. Thank you. Guys, if you're listening, enjoy my sponsors and come right back because we're right here in Voice America with the Forbes Factor. My name is Forbes Riley. We're all about health, wealth, and happiness. Don't go away. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. 
Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Listening to the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey guys, we are having one of those insane, amazing conversations that doesn't happen very often, and you should be listening. You should share it with your friends. And I'm not kidding. Because very rarely do I meet somebody who's been through the kind of personal hell that I've gone through and come out the other side. And I will tell you that we're all having our own little issues at the moment. I get it. There's a lot of craziness going on. But the two women that you're listening to right now have experienced more craziness than most people. I'm actually just going to also reignite us here with my Instagram family. And we're live there too, which means we're about live to 5 million people right now. Um, Shannon, you just told 5 million people. You just told a very powerful story of how you survived being in love with a, an amazing man that you saw the whole rest of your life with and within seven months he was gone because of cancer yes that's right fascinating that you had the seven months i walked in the door one day and dexter a beautiful kid that i'd raised from the time he was eight until he was 19 and a half i walk in and my ex-husband looks he's sitting on the couch i'll never forget this moment which is now about 17 years ago and he says something's happened and i'm like what he's like it's dexter and i'm thinking okay broken leg hit the head all the things that you could and then he said, he's dead. Funny thing, you don't come back from dead. Right. And I remember that moment. I did not know that from then on I would be on the cover of the LA Times. I would be interviewed by radio stations and news stations because he was actually murdered uh, by another kid who grew up two and a half blocks away from him. And I'm not going to go into the whole race thing at the moment, but uh, I will say it was actually a black-on-black crime, which is, you know, as I'm watching all of this go down, I lost a beautiful kid who was, you know, center of my world for a long time and uh it shifts and then you everyone listening to this right now you have to understand it is not what happens to you what defines you as a person is how you deal with it absolutely so you went through this at what point did you find that you could go back to your life some sort it it took a while and i went back in phases i went back to oops Went back to work first, just because that was the easy thing to go back, throw myself into work. Um, I didn't get back into dating for a good two years. And honestly, I didn't get my head right until I left New York and moved out to Santa Monica, California about three years after he passed away. It's like I 
literally and figuratively needed a change of scenery to, you know, to sort of open my eyes anew and like really move forward. And, and, and now ever since then, it's been full speed ahead again. Let me ask you a quick question. I know that you're very successful in the business that you do. Do you ever, have you ever considered a group of conversations of people who experienced exactly what you did? You know, there's, and I say this because I just lost a very dear friend of mine the day after his fiance moved into his house. He died of a brain aneurysm, brain aneurysm. And it was, and I've lost some, and I lost my best friend who helped me build my fitness business. She had an asthma attack outside her. She was literally in her son's house. Nobody could hear her upstairs. She was found dead ringing the doorbell trying to get someone's attention. And I think that is interesting that you have overcome with such a, a profound sense of graciousness. Yeah. It'll be interesting to hear you share that. You know, it's, it, I, I, like, I like the question because one of the things that I looked for after Alan passed away was a group of like-minded people to kind of commiserate with. Right. And all the sort of cancer grief groups that people referred me to, it's like they lost their parents and grandparents. And yes, it's sad. But I'm yeah, sorry, losing uh, someone in the 70s or 80s or whatever, not the same as losing a 27-year-old in the prime of his life who was amazing. And, and there, wasn't, there weren't a lot of outlets for that. And, um, and, and what, I, what I have done is whenever I come across someone who experienced death before one's time, you know, I've had lots of one-on-one -on -one conversations and given them advice because I, I had advice given to me. But... I like the idea of of getting a group together more formally because I do. Th there's there's so much strength that is built from the similarity in experience, and nobody else gets it. No, nobody else does get it. I have two friends who lost their husbands on motorcycles. January second, I got a call, and I was two and a half hours away that Joshua was in the hospital uh, from a motorcycle accident. And I know he promised me that would never happen. He was at the height of his physical being. I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of my fiance, but he looks a lot like Captain America wishes he looked. He just won his third international title, and he was going for a massive one at 42. It's hard to get to that level, fit as he's ever been. And the last six months have been, hell, they've been not as bad as if he was gone. I don't know what I would have done there. But I will tell you that nobody understands unless they are in your shoes. So I'm going to tell you that there might be a very nice outlet for you because you're so well-wired um, that I think you can help a lot of people. Okay. Yeah, I, I, will let you I will let you know if I put that together so that you can invite the people you know. Yeah, I would be happy to. I, I think it's crazy. Um, so, all right, so in terms of – so you work with corporations mainly. What piece of advice do you have for people now who are pivoting – I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs out here. What are you telling us? Right now, I'm telling people to talk more, to listen more, ask people what they're going through, what they're feeling. We have to stop making assumptions and thinking that what we're going through is what someone else is going through. These experiences are unique for everybody, both because circumstances are unique and the way we process things are unique and and I'll tell you one piece of advice I give lots of people <laughs> during during COVID uh, and other times is the four agreements I have this 
on my desk. I just pulled it off. All right, so I'm, I'm going to ask you for my what my audience at home and all around the world, read what these are. This is a book yep. that I certainly read many years ago. Read this. Yep, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. One, be impeccable with your word. Two, don't take anything personally. Three, don't make assumptions. And four, always do your best. The, be impeccable with your word means a few things. First of all, it, it speaks to accountability. It also speaks to kindness. There's no Ooh. reason to gossip or to talk behind people's backs. If you've got a beef with someone, be honest, be transparent. And again, this leads me to the thing that I find people fear most at work, which is having the difficult, awkward conversation. Um, like and, what? But when you do, it's being impeccable with your word. But like what? So giving someone feedback, let's say ab about race, for example, right? Oh. You know, cause, so here's the thing. I just wrote an article about giving and receiving feedback about race because I think this is really important because there's a lot of white people who don't know what they're doing and are, are gonna, they're going to do or say nothing instead of trying and learning from it and then getting some feedback to which they're not acting defensively. And there's also lots of opportunities for people of color to help us learn what we don't know like to help educate us and that takes giving and receiving you know feedback. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share something with you. I, I have had race at the forefront of my life since I was 10 years old. Uh, at 10, I was lucky enough to go to a very progressive elementary school, public school, where all the kids with brown eyes had to stay after school and do extra homework and were treated like absolute crap for a week and all the kids with green and blue eyes got to go home early. At the end of that week, we were all ushered into the auditorium. We were very violent, those of us who had brown eyes or hazel eyes. <laughs> and basically it was 1970 and they said, well, how does that feel? I'm like, it feels like shit, it feels terrible. Well, they basically said, look, you can't change the color of your eyes just like you can't change the color of your skin. I would like that exercise to be freaking mandatory in schools everywhere because I'm going to share with you having now done, I mean, I was the first one in my college to put the black and white acting groups together. I've done a lot of crazy things and then raised Dexter for 12 years of my life and lived a lot in South Central. Okay. You know what? You cannot teach an old dog new tricks. I don't, you can make people aware of other people's circumstances, mm -hmm. but I'm going to tell you, and no one's talking about this, I appreciate that we're defunding the police, but how about we refund or re-up education? Because the truth is, you've got a whole generation of people, 40, 50, 60, they're not going to change. No one ever changes. And you making their life miserable doesn't make them like you anymore, just to be really clear, whoever you are. But how about we continue to educate kids on every level across the board about what this means, about being much more colorblind in every direction and breaking stereotypes and then changing lives and having paying teachers better. We're Absolutely. raising a country of morons, absolute freaking morons who can memorize things and do math equations and learn Shakespeare that has nothing to do with life right now. I have two 17-year-olds. I'm seeing this baloney up, up close. What's the value of college? I don't know about you, but I have two degrees I got in three years. I've never used them. My parents were in debt my entire life, and I'm a poli-sci major with them, because why? So, and then my daughter says something great. Do you have children? I do not. I have kitty cats. <laughs> One, two of them? No. <laughs> um, I have 17-year-old twins. And my daughter says, Mom, people hate teenagers. They're prejudiced against, trust me, like, at every level. We're just not educated at, on any level. And she said the worst thing is that they, these older people say all the time, you guys think you know everything. And she said, you know, the funny thing is, I have a cell phone. 
I do know everything. You give me five minutes, I'll find the answer to anything. Yeah. We didn't have that. Why are we still teaching like we're in a one-room schoolroom in the 1800s? But so nobody true. focuses on that. And that is actually my platform. You know what is so funny? Like, I just love the way things intersect. Right before I jumped on with you, I interviewed some people on my podcast uh, from a business called 18 Summers. I love which, them. Yes. You know them too. Yes, of course and, I do. And, and what we talked about, I mean, they bring to family units the sort of thing that I bring into teams and, and work with leaders to do. They bring those those processes and those skills and those frameworks into families so that families function better and communicate better. And, um, and, and what, and the reason that it made any sense at all for, you know, a leadership person to have a, you know, a, a husband and wife business team on talking about something that they do with families and children is the skills are the same. And, and, and the thing that gets me all the time is when I work with clients and they have these epiphanies, they're like, why didn't we get taught these things as kids? It's like That's emotional intelligence shouldn't be saved in, until you're 40. Sit down in your class, be quiet, answer the questions, memorize things, regurgitate right, them. The We're doing this all wrong. And the problem is... We only have kids for 18 summers. So by the time, I got to tell you, next year, I probably won't care as much about this, but I'm going through the process right now, college admissions and all the things there. When I had toddlers, I cared about toddler issues. When I had newborns, sure. the problem is kids are only 10% of our population. They happen to be 100% of our future, but there's <laughs> such right. a small population that nobody seems to care about them. And until we do, until we actually take this seriously, we're not going to change. And I will tell you, it's very frustrating to listen to elephants in the room and no matter what you say you're wrong how dare you say something no matter what color you are you it's getting it's actually a little frightening i'm a little concerned that the pendulum is swung away where everything that you say is like no no just back up a little bit speaking of that one is my come here my little 17 year old come say hi to shani shani is amazing here she is there's my daughter right there um, hi she works with high level corporations that integrates um team building and give me a kiss. You go. Mm -hmm. oh, I know. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Can you take that one? Um, yes, if you promise to do some work. By the way, uh, you have your own company, McKenna? Oh, wait. Come here. There's another one. Oh, wait. You got a mask. Are you going to be socially correct while you kiss me? Oh, my gosh. You are not. Wait. Say hi to everybody. I've got hundreds of people watching all over the world. This is Riker Riley. Hey, Riker, really quick. Take the mask down for a second. Really quick. What is the secret of having a son who still cares? No, no. Just one second. There's hundreds of people all over the world. Come down here for a second. Don't know. You don't know? That still, still wants to be around his mom. Come here for a second. Just peek him right really quick. What's the secret of that? You be very nice to your sons. You show them lots of love. Is that the secret? Of course. Yeah, all right. Bye, guys. <laughs> I love you. And there you have it. A 17-year-old set of twins who also still really care about each other. Beautiful. And I think... But I also think that's the way you raise them. I was a little older mom. When you're an older mom, you're not so struggling. Uh, and you have, I have things I wanted to teach. They were my little experiments. I've all kind of, actually, I'm in the book Chicken Soup for the Soul for Busy Working Moms because I did some crazy experiments on them, just psychologically, to get them to uh. behave certain ways because I saw that show, The Nanny. Did you ever see that show? Remember the English show? That basically had, you'd watch this show and the kids would be running the parents' life, and I thought, oh, I'm never going to have that happen. No, 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 no. And I turned out to have the best kids, not because they were born that way, because we But on that note, one of them is still in the room. <laughs> It's hard. There's a lot of influences 
out there that can get your kids. So it's tough to be a parent. It is definitely a, um, I would have loved to have raised them in a bubble because going to school and dealing with certain things definitely changed them in ways that I was like, hmm. But they're wild. They're, they're, you know what? Here's the best and the worst part. Next year, they're going away to college or they're going away somewhere. My daughter's like, mom, I love you. You did a great job. See ya. I'm like, see you. Where, where are you going? You like leaving? Like, Know. Does she know where she wants to go? Harvard. Harvard or Berkeley. Oh, yeah. She's, um, she's already has a business. She has a book out. The girl makes – she made $25,000 in a week. She, oh, um, with, the, with the $19 class? Yeah. Well, here's – oh, I'm sorry. We are, oh, we're done. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. We kept talking. The hour's completely over. I adore you. My show is over. <laughs> Bye, you guys. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>